about you, but God's going to move in this place this morning. God's going to move in power in Jesus' name. Are you ready, church? Are you ready? Well, why don't you turn around to somebody, give them the fist pump or the elbow thing that you do now, the weird thing with your elbow. Guys, can you remember what it was the world was like just over a year ago? Could you have predicted what we'd be doing right now? You could be seated, guys. Who would have thought that we'd be elbow touching when we say hello to someone? It's just crazy, isn't it? That the world we live in right now, but it's all good. And everyone's got masks on. The new normal. Well, we're going to get right into it. This is our anointing service. And um, Ben's going to come up a bit later and we're going to anoint everyone with oil. And it's going to be such a powerful service and God's really going to move in power but really quickly I'm sorry if I speak fast um, because I've got a lot to say in 13 minutes and 55 seconds just don't look at the clock Ben you're right bro you just don't look at the clock hey it's just it's depressing all right here we go Acts chapter 2 in the message translation says this when the feast of Pentecost came they were all together in one place Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on and kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? And there's goes on to name a few of the people that were there. They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? Others joked, they're drunk on cheap wine. That's when Peter stood up, backed by the other 11, spoke out with bold urgency. Fellow Jews, all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen carefully and get this story straight. These people aren't drunk as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine in the morning. This is what the prophet Joel announced would happen. This is Peter speaking at the day of Pentecost. And then he quotes from the book of Joel. And this is it. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions. Your old men dream dreams. When the time comes, I will pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both. And they'll prophesy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon blood red before the day of the Lord arrives, the day tremendous and marvelous. And whoever calls out for help to me, God will be saved. Will be saved. The pouring out of the Holy Spirit. So just a few things this morning. Number one, Jesus is not a memorial. He's not a memorial. You know, a memorial is an object, institution, or a custom founded as a reminder of an important person or event. 
held to be worth remembering in the life of the community. And you know, we do remember Jesus, right? Good Friday, when He died on that cross, we remember that. We remember that moment. We treat that like a memorial. But I'm here today to tell you that He's alive right now. That it's, it's good to look back, absolutely. It's good to reflect on what Jesus did on the cross, absolutely. Because what He did there was powerful. He broke sin and death on that cross. So it's powerful to look back. But He's here right now. He's alive here in this building right now, today, 2021. He's alive. He is alive today. And you know, we think, how is Jesus alive today? Well, He sent His Holy Spirit. He sent His Holy Spirit to be with us. And in John 14, verse 15, it says this, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live and you also will live. On that day, you'll realize that I'm in my Father and you are in me and I'm in you. Whoever has my commands and keep them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. See, we all know who Jesus is, right? Most of us here are saved in this room. We all know who Jesus is. But do we know that He's in us, that He's living, He's present with us right now? And it's a good moment today in this anointing service to remind us that the Holy Spirit is given to us. He is given to us, you and I. Everyone who accepts God as our Lord and Saviour is given the Holy Spirit. You know, it's easy to live without the Holy Spirit. As a Christian, we can treat God like a memorial. We can treat it like on Easter Sunday, I remember what He did for me. On Christmas, He was born. They're memorials that we look back on and go, they're good moments in time and what Jesus did for us. And then we can live our life the rest of the year and not use the power of the Holy Spirit that He's given us and not walk out our life how we're meant to walk out our Christian life. I don't just want to sing a memorial service. I want to sing a celebration because He's here today and know that He is with us in Jesus' name. Number two, He is with us. He is so with us. Romans 8 verse 11. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. You know, He works through us. All of us imperfect people. He works through us in Jesus' name. You know, I told the first service, if someone comes to you and says, I want the pastor to pray for me, well, you know, there's no extra power that you get when you become a pastor. Really? It's not like us pastors can, you know, float or, you know, do something crazy like Harry Potter and wave a wand. We, we, we don't have any extra power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. It's in all of us who accept Jesus as Lord. So you have the power in you to pray for people, to pray for the sick, to pray for your workmate who's going through a challenge. The power of Jesus is in you today. 
Amen. Amen. John 14, verse 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name. That's Jesus speaking, right? He just said that. Whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and even do greater things than he. Jesus said that. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Do we forget that scripture sometimes? I know I do. When we go through a challenge or someone rings you and says they're struggling, do we forget that the power is in us to pray for them, to see the works of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. It's time to be Spirit-led. You know, God could come in judgment, but He doesn't. He sent His Son Jesus so that we could have grace. Our sins are washed away. We're made new. That's what Jesus did for us. And sometimes we forget that. And forget that He's in us no matter what we're doing wrong, no matter what's going on, no matter the sin. He's still in you. And even though we're imperfect, newsflash, none of us are perfect. I'm far from perfect. Just ask Al. Far out. Some of you may know that too. (laughs) Barry JD in a commentary wrote this. God could come in full judgment and based on the world's sinfulness, He really should. But instead, He offers mercy and redemption through Jesus. We live between the time of the dramatic outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all, all who believe and the full judgment of God on the final day of Yahweh. But until that day, we are to proclaim the good news of Jesus to all. For we never know when the last day will come. The time between now and then is a time of grace. It's a time of grace. And I want to say this morning, don't go on Facebook. Don't go on things and judge people. Because that's not what we're here to do. We're here to love people. Love people. I shared this in the first service, but nearly all of my family don't know God. I grew up in a you know, Christian school and I went to a Baptist church. Don't judge me. Any Bapos out there? Come on, somebody. And then the Salvation Army, but then I found the way and came to ACC. I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. Relax. But none of my family know God. And we go to Christmas times and I get asked about that dodgy Hillsong church or you dodgy church people. That's the sort of thing I get at my Christmas time. And I could fight, right? Everything in me wants to fight. Everything in me wants to stick up for God. Everything in me wants to stick up for the church and judge them and say, filthy sinner, you're going to hell unless you repent. We could do that, right? And sometimes I want to. But it's not what we're called to do. We're called to love and show the grace of Jesus because He's shown that to us. And it's time for us to live Spirit-led, knowing that He is in us, that we have purpose on this earth, that when we meet people or when we come across people on the street or our workplace or our schools, wherever we are, our families, that we live with the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God brings love. It brings peace. It brings comfort. 
not judgment. So come on, let's get off our Facebooks, let's get off all our stuff, judging the world, and let's start loving the world like Jesus would, because that's what He would do. I love when Peter quotes Joel in Acts 2. He stood up, backed by the other 11 disciples, spoke out with bold urgency. These people aren't drunk, as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock. This is after God poured out His Spirit on them. This is what the prophet Joel announced. In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions. Your old men dream dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my Spirit on those who serve me, men and women both no one's out of it and they'll all prophesy I'll set wonders in the sky above before the day the Lord arrives the day tremendous and marvelous and whoever calls out for help to me God will be saved they're the days we live in and he wants to pour out his spirit are you ready for him to pour out his spirit on your life this morning we live in good days sometimes you look at the world and you don't see their good days But we look at it from our eyes, not God's eyes. And in these days, He wants to pour out His Spirit on all men. Amen? Amen. Well, we're going to do our anointing part of the service now. So Ben, would you like to come up, mate?